0: Welcome back, everybody. I am very excited to uh, to welcome Gavin Stenhouse to the show. I've been watching him, including yesterday evening when episode seven came out on mm. CW's Kung Fu. Please welcome Gavin. It's a pleasure having you.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Alan.
0: Uh, it's, uh, listen, uh, when I was, again, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the show, uh, obviously, and Thank we'll you. talk about the show uh, soon because it's not just a great show, but you're tackling very important issues and you're doing mm. them in a very interesting way that doesn't preach but allows people to kind of uh understand the the environment and scenarios and the players and the feelings of the people so mm. i love the show for many reasons uh but it's the people on that show like i literally every time i see time i just want to hug him
1: <laughs> I, it's, it's, yeah it's,
0: I'm I'm, he's like that in
1: real life as well
0: (laughs) that's one of my questions I was hoping that he's like that because obviously I've seen him you know uh, in everything for the past 20 some years and he's been doing it far longer than that but like is he like that in real
1: life oh 100% yeah 100% he's so approachable and supportive and just an awesome dude and, and also just uh, an inspiration as well because he's yeah. like a font of knowledge and wealth of yeah. um you know activism um he's been so vocal about um the anti-asian american and, and pacific island hate crimes and um he during the initial stages of the lockdown he launched something about wash the hate um yeah. hashtag off uh on instagram which was awesome he's just someone who you can sit down to listen to speak and feel like you've walked away from, uh, you know, a university presentation by a professor, you know, he's incredible. Yeah.
0: It's uh, I, he's one of the people on, again, as, as, as an actor, I know that, you know, I try to get into my zone. I try to get into my space. I try not to worry about, you know, who are the people, but Mm -hmm. there are some actors that I think I may just be just sitting in the middle of the scene and just watching. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and um,
0: it, it, I may blow, uh, blow takes just by that. So, time yeah, for me. For me sure. Shows.
1: So, yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, uh, as, as I was doing some research on you, I came across uh, some very interesting things for me that I didn't expect. Uh, first of all, and again, mm-hmm. you know, tie into Thai, both of you were uh, born in Hong Kong, which mm-hmm. uh, I, I realized. So, that's very cool. Uh, and then I was going to be asking you about martial arts because this is a Kung Fu show. And you yep. have martial arts background, and mm-hmm. you are a fellow brother. Uh, oh,
1: nice! <laughs> so, uh,
0: as soon as I saw you, you were mentioning uh, all the different martial arts that you yeah. went into, and you mentioned a
1: screamer. The screamer yeah, mm-hmm. that's
0: what I do twice, uh, twice a week, or try to. That's do amazing. Yeah,
1: oh, you've been doing it for longer than I. I, I trained at the uh, uh, this uh, academy in London called Bob Breen Academy, and mm-hmm. Bob trained under Guru Danny Nascimento. And so, you know, he did a a lot of a screamer and and Kali and, um, I, uh, I definitely tried to get into it. It's definitely hardcore. Uh, (laughs) and, um, uh, it's, it was, it's such an amazing area of the world to, uh, you know, prior to moving to London, um, I, I didn't really have much exposure to Southeast Asian, um, martial arts um and then it was that school and also I I shot a film in Malaysia uh, and ended up staying there for a couple of years um and I was exposed to silat and um, some of the other art forms down there and it was it's just so um it's a very rich and vibrant uh culture and it's a very rich and vibrant uh expression in the martial art um especially the whole concept of the close combat screamer explosiveness I, I love that about it, the speed and explosiveness and watching you know videos of of guru dan just
0: <sighs> exploding
1: with these sticks i was like that's amazing
0: it's it's ridiculous uh uh guru dan is is a part of the uh, the school kind of lineage right so mm-hmm. the, the school that i go to is jkd and uh and, oh, Kali cool. and a number of other areas like ron and a few things uh put in, but um, you know, the first thing that we do is grab the sticks, right? I'm, I'm used yeah. to in my former, you know, other martial arts schools, it's, it's open hand, it's hand to hand combat. And then you progress yeah. to weapons in Filipino yeah. martial arts. You start with weapons. Yeah. And Thankfully, I everyone have... has a machete <laughs> right. pretty much. Yeah. Or, 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 some sort of a knife hidden behind, you know, yeah. behind the back. So thankfully I've hit myself, uh, you know, a number of times I have not mm-hmm. been hit yet, by mm-hmm. somebody else which means that mm-hmm. our instructors are really good but these are you know these are hard bamboo sticks they oh, yeah. hurt oh, yeah. you know and when you're doing the heaven six or you're doing any of these things and you don't properly chamber and you're really going close to your face yeah. so yeah i've, I've been there <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's i actually you said that you weren't exposed to uh to some of the you know asian martial arts before but you you spent the first 10 years in hong kong yeah. Um And your first martial art, uh, you you said was uh, taekwondo in the yeah. interview that I, I was watching. So there are two questions in it. Number one, in Hong Kong, your first martial art was taekwondo. That's number one. And then number two, what do you mean you weren't exposed to uh, Asian martial arts? You were living in Hong Kong.
1: I know, I know, I know, I know. I think that um, uh, ITF and WTF, the the two kind of schools of uh, taekwondo, were just uh, in the in the early nineties were just kind of hitting like a mass uh, uh, popularity. So I think that uh, um, Taekwondo in particular, um, there were just studios popping up and it just happened to be that the martial arts studio that was closest to me in, I grew up in uh, Hong Kong, I grew up in an area called the New Territories. So it's not, um, it's very kind of countryside-y. Okay. Um, And so uh, even though in the park, you'd always see people doing Tai Chi, as a youngster like i think i was more attracted to the explosive nature of martial arts and at that time i hadn't really um i'd never seen kind of the chen family style of tai chi so like kind of the faster explosive shaolin stuff um so and i was like five i think when i started so it was the the schools it was the option was either karate or taekwondo and i i just um i loved the uh I love the kicking style yeah. of Taekwondo. It's right. maybe yeah. not necessarily the most kind of functional of, like, street right. martial arts, but yeah. um, it's really beautiful to watch and beautiful to train. And I loved, uh, I love doing kicks and stuff and jumping kicks and spinning kicks. And so, um, yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, have had I been a, had I watched films like I don't know more of uh you know the young uh, bruce lee films or
0: yeah
1: um the the like short brothers like chinese kind of martial arts movies at an earlier age i think maybe i probably would have searched that stuff out but um yeah i just fell into taekwondo and just ended up up going through the belt system in that i didn't get very high i think i got to like blue blue belt or red tag or something like that mm-hmm. um but uh yeah, it was, uh, it was really fun nonetheless.
0: Yeah, taekwondo is awesome. Again, I, you know, I'm 46. So uh, Bruce uh, is how I started. And then it was Van Damme. So all of yes. the, takes,
1: the Blood splits sport. Be-
0: Yeah, the splits between the chairs, I was doing that. <laughs> I was working at a grocery store. And the way that I would train is I would take the carts that I had to park. And I would try to do the splits between the carts. That's amazing. So, and, as they were pulling away. So I, I got my splits. That's how I went through high school. People thought I actually knew what I was doing. Uh, all yeah. I was doing is just doing the splits between the chairs. So You were
1: doing the Van Damme Volvo yeah. truck trick b- b- before <laughs> yeah. it had even happened.
0: Not, not as well executed, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. Was, uh, that, that was me. So I'm totally with you on on the beauty of uh, taekwondo. But yeah. So you started with taekwondo, but then you progressed and you did a bunch of other martial arts. So well, walk us through that.
1: Yeah. So I was doing Taekwondo until I was uh, until I left for college for university in in London. I went to a drama school that's kind of attached to a university, but it's not really a university. Mm -hmm. Um, And in London, I lived in an area called uh, Brick Lane. And there was a big, vibrant um, capoeira community at that time that were in Brick Lane that would meet every weekend and they do a hoda, which is like a, a circle and they'd uh you know play capoeira for hours and i was walking along brick lane and i saw that uh once and i was like that is so cool uh, i i want to know what that is and then i found the um the group that was training and i went and trained with them for um uh for quite a few years like four four years um Next. and under uh phantasma i think he has his 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 master status now um, but uh, his name was Simon and he he ran this awesome capoeira group and it was a really wonderful community um, and I also loved the language of capoeira that was another like it kind of led me into Portuguese and uh, Brazilian Portuguese and so I, I happened to be dating uh, someone from Portugal at the time and uh, had been to north of Portugal and had been learning Portuguese and it kind of intertwined because there's a lot of singing in capoeira and sometimes you don't know what you're singing about and it just happens to and also a lot of the visiting uh teachers that would come over from Brazil and Sao Paulo would would not necessarily have the best English so it'd be nice to be able to converse with them in Portuguese uh Brazilian Portuguese so um yeah I did capoeira for a while and then um And then I and then I stumbled into the the Bob Green Academy, which I think my actually my one of my brothers was going there for a while. Uh, I moved from Brick Lane to uh, slightly further north in London in um, a place called Hoxton. And uh, yeah, I I started going there. And that's when I was uh, that's really when I was introduced to JKD. And, um, you know, um, uh, my tie was probably the thing that attracted me most to that school uh, and I had a great teacher called Owen Ogborn who was like a several times British cha- uh, kickboxing champion and um, yeah he was awesome and I trained um, white Thai for yeah maybe maybe a couple of years after that and that was really the one where I was like oh, this is cool I love the elbows the knees the close combat nature of it but at the same time um, it had that kind of uh, not that dance, but that game of chess that is that you find in, in Western boxing when you're sparring. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in other martial arts, or at least the level I got to with like uh, Taekwondo, it's more about um, what you think they're going to do and then computing what, how you're going to counter it and planning your move. Whereas yeah. in Western boxing, I found myself far more in the present moment of uh, mm-hmm. trying to just be and um deal with the the uh, the hits as they came, as opposed to trying to figure out, okay, I can see he's doing this kick several times. I'm gonna try and do this. Do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense?
0: Absolutely. Um I, I've you know, I've had lots of actors and martial artists on the show, and I've actually devised my kind of my own curriculum or in addition to an acting curriculum where I think the being in a scene. And being in the ring, especially with Muay Thai or boxing, is very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be present. You have to be focused. You have to be really into what's happening with the person across from you. I think it needs to be a part of the curriculum for every acting education.
1: 100%. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's a quote in the, um, the Tao of Jeet Kune Do mm-hmm. uh, by Bruce Lee, which I'm sure you know, of course. I have the um, book right here. Oh, nice. I can't remember what page it's on and I can't remember whether it's in the margin or whether it's in a paragraph, but there's a quote where he says, um, art reaches its greatest form when devoid of Mm self-consciousness. And I think that's building on the uh, idea from the, uh, or at least I read it in the Hagikuri, where there's a story about how these four levels of uh, consciousness come about. Uh, uh, Initially, it's Um, unconscious incompetence when you're not familiar with the skill at all and you don't know how to do it. And then there's conscious incompetence when you start to learn you know what I'm saying. You you start yeah. to learn yeah. and then you see your flaws. And then there's conscious competence above that where you understand the art and you know what to do given a certain situation, but you're still thinking about it. And then the final form is unconscious competence. Yeah. Um, and that's when, you know, it becomes so much a part of your, um, your uh, fluid nature that you don't have to think about it anymore. And I think that that quote from Bruce has always inspired me. Um, with regards to acting because I'm someone that has to learn my lines I know there are other people that that don't that that don't like to over familiarize themselves with lines because they don't want to ruin the the magic of the discovery of the scene in the moment I've worked with people that, that don't like rehearsing because they want to discover it then and I totally understand that but I'm someone who needs to know my lines back to front I need to be able to do the the hoovering, do the vacuum cleaning in my house yeah. and run the lines, I'd then be so much a part of, of uh, I'd be so familiarized with the, the rhythm that I can then get to set and play around and not be uh, thrown off by, uh, you know, some crazy direction that, that might be thrown at me. I need to be able to know them back to front so that I can play in the moment. Um, and I think that is expressed in that that thought from Bruce where, you know, when he said art reaches its greatest form when devoid of self-consciousness, I always need to get to that place of mm-hmm. no self uh, in order to really play.
0: I'm, I'm with you, by the way. And uh, the whole discovery, I actually find, you know, piggybacking on that, I find that when I know the lines, I kind of throw them away at that point. And mm. then I'm discovering myself and I'm just being myself in the moment. The lines are somewhere in there and then they come mm. up at the right time. But Mm -hmm. if I don't know the line, I'm in my head, I'm in my head, I am planning, okay, yeah, he's about to say this, I'm going to say that. And -hmm. then there are too many things going on, and I can't be present. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I found. So for me, I have to know the lines, I have Mm -hmm. to practice practice, you know, there are all sorts of different, you know, ways that you can do For me, what works well is, if I have, you know, uh, something in the morning, at night, I'm going to run them. And then by the time I wake up, they're already somewhere in there. I don't Mm -hmm. know why it works really well to do things at night because in the morning it just finds its neural pathway, Mm -hmm. but I'm the same way. So, Mm -hmm. and then in terms of martial arts, I am definitely not at the fourth level, but it, (laughs) it, it, it comes through where we'd be practicing a technique. And then before I'm realizing I'm doing something and I wasn't planning on doing it, but it's combination of muscle memory and just your body wants to do this. And I'm like, wait, oh, yeah, I did that. Why did I do that? And Mm -hmm. it's like somewhere in there. And that's the unconscious part that, you know, Mm -hmm. is at that level. Mm -hmm. I am far away from that level, but it comes through in things that you just don't expect.
1: Yeah, I find that um, because I I actually haven't done martial arts in such a long time um, that but I do find it in rock climbing there's this thing that there's this phrase that's uh, thrown around in rock climbing called flow state it's not exclusive to rock climbing i mean it can be applied to any anything but um rock climbing has this a very similar dynamic to martial arts when you're sparring with someone in the sense that your your life may not be in the balance but it certainly feels like it sometimes yeah. um and uh you really Uh, get this um, impetus or this drive to just zone in on what you're doing when if you can you end up just focusing on your breathing focusing on what uh, tactile uh, signals your body is telling you and it becomes one of those moments where you get to the end of the climb in this instance and you're like how did that happen what what even happened you don't even remember what happened And I know I've, I've gone to the end of some sparring matches where that has been the case as well, um, where I've just been like, wow, that was three minutes or, or whatever, the, what, what what just happened? Yeah. Oh, he punched me in the face? Um, my nose is bleeding? I don't even remember that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah, there's a lot of similarities between these, um, the martial arts, the acting, but also in rock climbing because they're kind of mental games, they're head sports. Yeah. Um, so much of it is about your uh, mental state and how the the mental game that you play with yourself um and yeah i think it's i think it's uh fascinating that i have always been drawn to those things never really team sports but uh, um, pursuits or activities that have allowed me to zen uh, to find my zen yeah
0: I, very very important and speaking of Zen, you had uh, one of the uh, one of the really good guys who practices it all the time. Gary Daniels was on in the yeah. last episode. He's playing yeah. Master Drake. Isn't that cool? It was awesome. You know, again, I grew up watching Gary Daniels in all of these mm-hmm. movies and he was always the, you know, the uh, one of the only white guys. Uh, and he had an amazing body and great mm-hmm. flexibility. He was mm-hmm. one of the people I was trying to emulate. Um amazing. So seeing him there, by the way, uh, on Facebook, and Gary kind of did it. They probably cut it out because again, you, you oh, the episode is only this long. But mm-hmm. when uh, when um, Nikki uh, walks into the uh, to the dojo, uh, he's actually starting to uh, to do a Chan style uh, yeah. Tai Chi. And yeah. on Facebook, uh, one of uh, one of my Facebook uh, friends uh, uh, put a put a video of uh, of uh, Gary going through an actual Chen-style Tai uh, oh. Chi session. So yeah. uh, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I,
1: it's very cool.
0: I'm practicing Yan right now and I'll <laughs> work my way up to Chen, but mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely very, very cool. So Gary yeah. was on. Um, I have to admit, I, I think, again, I think Olivia is awesome and uh, she does have uh, skill, but just the whole idea of Gary uh, against Olivia, I couldn't put that out of my mind. I, I know I know him. I know how, you know, this, this is the guy that literally has, I don't know, a 400 or a 200 pound bag filled with, you know, tiny kind of metal pellets that he practices <laughs> hitting on on a daily basis. And he does that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, Olivia doesn't stand a chance. But OK, yeah. I'm, I'm taking that out of the equation that just saying, like, OK, yeah, that's that's a character that he's playing. I'm good with it.
1: But yeah 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 he was, but, she's, he was hard. but she's magic alan there's magic, magic there yeah that's the revelation of the end of that episode is this i know something going on maybe she did fly in that first episode <laughs>
0: maybe she did and now she is the right person to uh, right. have the sword and yeah. that's where the imprint comes from so mm-hmm. yeah i i actually it it uh there was a again seven episodes have been released so far. I know you guys are done with uh, with shooting all of it. By the way, congratulations on uh, season two uh, being Thank picked you. Up. that's very cool. Um, yeah, we're so I'm not going to ask you questions of what's uh, to come. I want to know it. I'm sure everybody else does, but we're not going to. So um, in <laughs> terms of the, but I like the way that the series kind of set up and there were uh, flows where in you know kind of the few episodes they're like. Well, where's the story going? How's the progression going to be? And then, boom, in episode seven, okay, that's new. I like how this fits in uh, even more. So I like the way that they're kind of pushing things along. So very mm. nicely done so far.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've been, I mean, it's been a such a privileged experience to work with Christina and, and Bob Behrens, who co-run the show. Yeah. Um, and uh, you feel like you're in safe hands with them because they just... that there there are definitely you know parts of scenes that just don't make the cut because of time Um, and I kind of wish that we had an hour and a half slot to be able to just do everything as a like a in long form um, because there's so much but the the best part of working with them and seeing the final edits is that each scene even if bits are cut here and there, That always encapsulates the heart of that scene. And I think that that is something that I really love um, in our show is that um, everyone delivers, not just in front of the camera, behind the camera, everyone who works on it delivers to a point where I feel like the show just has so much heart. And it's very rare that you read a script or you read a pilot, pilot, Mm -hmm. and then then you uh you see the final product um often it's very very changed and it's a different it's a different entity to what it was Mm -hmm. um but with this I read the script and I saw I kind of fell in love with the characters and and the heart of the story and at that point I had no idea where the story was going but when I saw the pilot it was so faithful to the script that uh, I just I just felt wow that's I've never seen that before. And I, and I felt like that was something special. And that's gone on in uh, every episode since. It's, you, you read the episode and you think, oh, wow, that's, that's awesome. I wonder how they're going to edit this together. I wonder how it's going to look. And it just, it just you know, uh, maintains or exceeds your expectations. And I think that's such a rare thing. So for you know the projects I've worked on, it's, it's so rare to have that. That's um, definitely a privilege to be a part of.
0: Yeah, there is there is an immense uh, uh, heart in that show. That's one of the things I love about it mm-hmm. um, and dealing with heart issues and dealing with uh, what's happening, unfortunately, which pisses me off to no end of the uh, discrimination against the uh, agents and dealing mm-hmm. and literally having, you know, episodes and having an episode that deals with, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. You know, the show is not shying away from things. It's dealing with it. Uh, or you know how Shannon had to uh, had to deal with uh, you know the mm-hmm. uh, sexual harassment at work right yeah. so all of these things and but it doesn't it doesn't beat you over the head with it it's really all anchored in that heart so yeah. you you walk away feeling sad but hopeful and mm-hmm. you you really root for the characters in the show and mm-hmm. that's that's really one of the things that uh, I I agree with you completely, it's through every episode, there is that heartbeat that
1: keeps you yeah. going. Yeah, we're very lucky to have the writers room that we have um, because they, you know, it's clear from the very first draft, even if a script goes through many different draft iterations, like from the very first draft, it, it's very clear how much thought and um, passion and cursity, uh, cursity, uh, uh, is that a word? So, so kind of semi jet lagged and making up words but um you know how, how much thought and passion goes into each one of those scripts and uh yeah the writers are, are incredible and it also as an actor it makes you feel like you're in safe hands as well because yeah. um they consistently deliver something which is so meaty and in a, in a dramatic aspect meaty and um pithy to be able to work with that it's 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 a real exciting treat. Every time a script would come out, we've finished shooting now, but every time a script would come out, we've got a, um, a cast group, uh, WhatsApp. And every time a script to come out, there'd be like a bleep on the, on the cast, uh, WhatsApp going, the scripts arrived, the scripts arrived. And then like half an hour later, someone sped read it and gone, Whoa, that's amazing. Like mind blowing. And we're just all in awe and appreciation of, you know, whichever writer has written that script, that, that, week and yeah it's it's very cool to have that much excitement every every time the script comes out
0: yeah and and speaking of the writers uh i really i love meta uh things and i love kind of references that people may or may not get Uh, i mentioned this to you when we were chatting the in episode six when you were talking about you know olivia uh (laughs) nikki having six smiles i'm like that's going exactly you know or directly potentially because that's the way that i interpreted it right. it goes to win a date with ted hamilton so yeah. do you know if that's uh, if that's the case or are they just I, kind don't, of that ah.
1: I don't know if that's the case but i wouldn't be surprised because again all the writers are so well read yeah. and uh, they i'm sure they're drawing out little easter eggs here and there
0: I, I hope so. And the funny part of that is I'm watching at the same time as I'm watching the show, because obviously, you know, once a week it comes out. I'm also watching Ju- uh, Jupiter's Legacy. So I am seeing, you know, the actor uh, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, who was uh, the lead actor on Ted Hamilton in that. Uh, so I'm like, that already is top of mind. And I see I hear the sick smile. Yeah. Like, oh. There we go. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> so, so that was it. And then I told you one more thing, which uh, I was like the first three episodes, I was looking at Olivia's smile. like, I don't know who she reminds me of, hmm. but there is somebody that there is just something there that I know very well. And I haven't seen uh, Olivia before. So I tried to figure it out. And then I watched them. Uh, uh, my kids are 16 and a half and uh, 11 and a half. So we finally had them watch uh, Avatar. And then I see Zoe Saldana like, that's it. <laughs> so one one of, uh, you know, Nikki's six smiles is Zoe Saldana's Is Zoe wife. Saldana. <laughs> so uh, people look it up. You'll know what I'm, you, you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see it. If I find the appropriate photos, I'll put them... Uh, I will. Right I'll, I'll
1: tell Olivia. I'm sure she'll be flattered.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, she's, she's a beautiful uh, woman, but uh, that smile was just so familiar to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's funny when that, that happens, when you see something in someone, a quality of someone else it, that yeah. is familiar, and you're like, ah, oh, I can't place it. More often than not, I can't place things because I have a terrible memory. But uh, but yeah, it is funny when that happens.
0: It's, uh, it's It's one of the things that I do. It's like I see people... And I know, you know, kind of what they are and who they are and who they remind me of. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily of the facial, uh, it's it's more Quality. on the kind of the energy level. Yeah. And just I, I know I f- for me it works. So mm-hmm. when I tell people you look like this, sometimes they look at it like no. And then once they start exploring, they're like, Okay, I see where you
1: go. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Um, one question I know that you Probably are not able to answer, but I cannot stop myself from asking, knowing your martial arts background and knowing mm. that I'm hoping, you know, Christina and everybody else knew that you have some martial arts in uh, your <laughs> background. Are we going to see Evan fight at all somewhere in this series?
1: Um, that's a very good question. I uh, can definitely say you may or may not uh, have a moment where Evan. Uh, where Evan's uh, legal expertise and not enough to okay. calm a situation and Evan may or may not come out of it with a black eye or two.
0: Got it. Perfect. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll leave it at that. But as a, as a martial artist, uh, you know, going at a show like Kung Fu where everybody mm. is doing martial arts, almost everybody, right? Uh, mm. Was there a part of you that said, okay, I want to train. I want to be with you guys. At least I want to be in the workouts if I don't get a chance to do it on screen
1: um uh, i yeah that's really funny i i i love one of i love watching stunt crews work and i love watching stunt crews train um and the people who are part the the artist the martial artists and and the stunt stunties that are part of those crews are more often than not extremely talented um so for me knowing that it's been probably about 10, nine or ten years since I've done any martial arts mm-hmm. um, the fear of of pulling a groin or uh, or any other muscle is, uh, would probably keep me away from training with them but for me to be able to be on the sidelines and watch them do their thing yeah. um, is so amazing you know the the, the 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 men and women in our stunt crews are all you know in their free time when they're not training, they'll be on the training floor doing like flips and yeah. and um, immensely complicated uh, routines, um, whether they're rehearsing for an upcoming stunt or, or not. Um, and seeing them get into harnesses and do wire work and the um, the logistics that go into practicing wire work and executing the wire work is something that I am fascinated with. Like there was a, the, yeah. the, the, what the, Guys that were running the um, that were rigging the wires once had this little contraption which they would thread a rope through and it it basically was like a a graduated friction um, contraption. So hmm. it was a stunt where which we haven't seen yet, but it was a stunt where one of the characters I have to be very careful one of the characters goes very quickly at another character. I think that's, that's vaguely enough, vague, that's vague, vague enough. That's and so it's a, like a large acceleration and then a pretty large deceleration. Yeah. Um, and so to accelerate that character, you rig them up and you basically pull really hard on a rope, but then yeah. to slow them down so that they're not jolted and it looks smooth and polished and rehearsed. There's this one little contraption where they threaded the rope through in such a way that it, it gradually slowed the person to a stop. I mean, oh. gradually, it happened in about I'm two sure. seconds, but. Right. It slowed them safely, and I just my mind is blown by that kind of those kind of contraptions and behind the scenes techniques, um, and some of it is so simple as well that you just think that's what you're using. Oh yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you use that? That makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, so martial arts is very much in in behind me. Uh, I okay. you know would love it if uh, Evan were to get into some scraps and brawls because I think that. One of the things you'll see with Evan and his trajectory over the first series is that, you know, he pr- prior to um, Olivia, um, Nikki crashing back into his life. He's very much kind of on track. He's finding his groove finally after so many years of, of being emotionally distraught but he, he's finding his groove in his profession and he's also very like idealistic and mo- he has a strong moral compass that he wants to do the right thing but he wants to do it legally and he wants to, to um, do it the right way whatever that way may be um, and over the course of the season you'll see that Evan will get continuously frustrated with not being able to get the outcome that he really wants um, and at the same time, seeing Henry, Nikki, and um, Althea able to do so much good and help so many people that that he starts to get really disillusioned with the situation that he's in. And towards the end of the season, um, it gets very, he comes to a very interesting place where he's starting to question, you know, his role in the world. And I think that that's, um, Something that I'm really excited to uh, follow on with in season two, um, and yeah, I think I think it's time. Certainly by the end of the first season, you'll start to see the kid gloves come off with Evan.
0: Listen, and it's C it's CW, so you know he yeah. may become a crime fighter by night. So uh, he may
1: go <laughs> off and train at Shaolin <laughs> Temple for three years, and <laughs> um, maybe I'll see you in season five. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Speaking of Nikki, uh, you've mentioned, you know, one of the other things that came out in in episode seven is that both of them are not really over each other. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, one of the questions that I'm not supposed to be asking you and I'll try to walk carefully in that, but everything that, everything that airs that is not on the cutting room floor, there is a reason for that. So it's a part of the storyline. So is there anything that you're able to safely share about that particular piece?
1: I think that um, there are definitely conversations to be had between Evan and Nikki. I think that the momentum that Nikki has found herself uh, channeling since she came back to San Francisco is not really given uh, those characters pause to reflect on uh, them being back in each other's lives, yeah. and I think that as soon as you know episode seven, as soon as next week, you may see some more answers to those questions. Yeah. For sure,
0: the I it was so perfect for me. Just the look in Nikki's eyes when she looked at the bed. Uh, <laughs> there didn't have to be any more conversation after that. We got it. Yeah. You know, yeah, she looked at the bed. We know what it means. Yeah, <laughs> continue on. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was that was a beautifully done moment.
1: Yeah, um, really beautiful writing.
0: Yeah, it was very good. Um, okay, in terms of kind of the cast, and uh, you guys did a fun uh, bit with uh, with Buzzfeed of uh, you know who's like the character who oh, yeah. works out yeah who yeah. works out most. And again, I'll put all of these links below so guys don't have to uh, search for it. You can just like um so everybody said that uh you work out in the most uh <laughs> out of out of everybody there so that's cool yeah. um they did not ask the question which i want to ask you and without putting anybody else into a, a bad spot i guess uh who do you think is the best martial artist of the uh of the
1: cast oh that's interesting i mean i definitely think that um I think uh, Eddie is the most experienced martial artist, um, from what I've seen. Because I, I mean, when they're training, uh, Liv trains the hardest for sure. <laughs> no, no offense, Eddie. So, but <laughs> Olivia definitely trains the hardest because she has so much to do in such a, a, a an intense uh, period of time um, that she. It gets in. She seems to be able to just get it and do it. That's not to say that Eddie is doesn't get it. I'm really walking myself into a. <laughs> I'm digging myself a hole here, but I think that in short, I think that um, uh, uh, from what I've seen, I think Eddie is. He's just a really experienced martial artist in various different styles, um, and the. Uh, the vocabulary or the vocabulary of movement with which that he um, executes his stunts. It's just very clear that he has that um, innate kind of, that kind of raw power that you develop yeah. in martial arts over time. Do yeah. you know what I mean? That explosive, nope. it's like nope. from from the first class, you're from your first martial arts class, the whole uh, uh, training comes down to explosive power. Uh, and it's very clear that the way that Eddie executes his moves is just, there's just that kind of raw power there.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I, saw that again, I think it was episode two or episode three, one of those where there was that, you know, first fight when Nikki uh, was trying right. to protect uh, the store mm-hmm. and you just saw Eddie do one little thing and it was mm-hmm. uh, they redirect, but he was like, okay, okay. This guy knows what he's doing. So yeah, for yeah. me, for me, that was a very cool love.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: So th- he's the best martial artist, and uh, I think know, so.
1: I'm sorry, everyone else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like...
1: Okay. And by uh, the way, we're lucky enough that our stunt, uh, our stunt crew, just blow everyone out of the water because they're, uh, they're, uh, they're just uh, so talented.
0: Stunt guys are are the stars. Uh, they mm-hmm. really do not get enough credit. If they do they not even call it credit, because they're they're amazing and mm-hmm. they are literally putting their lives on the line to mm-hmm. do everything and what we're looking at uh, as viewers we're looking at the incredible performances and most of them uh again everything is shot and cut properly but most of them and the hard stuff is the stunt guys so mm-hmm. I, yeah i have uh
1: so evan does have a stunt double which may or may not give something away but my stunt yeah. double sean came in to because i i train at the stunts gym <clears throat> i have like a, a I had like two big duffel bags with training mm-hmm. equipment, gym equipment that I take everywhere. And uh, so I train at the stunts gym. And one day I came in, and and uh, Sean is there with these two black eyes and like bandages over his nose. I'm not sure he'd broken his nose or not. I think maybe he had. I was like, dude, wh- what happened? Yeah. And he was doing a stunt for a different uh, show, and he was just like, ah, you know, it was just heat of the moment, like, and someone didn't pull their punch, and and I broke my nose. <laughs> that's part and parcel of their job every day is to just yeah get punched in the face maybe um and it's it's just it's so hardcore and it's a travesty that they don't get more of a um recognition in in the industry because they,
0: uh, they need to there needs to be an oscar there needs to be a lot more i i don't do they have special kind of awards for stunt people not um, i you know, think
1: I think they do. I'm not sure which awards they do have, but I I do know that they're not given the um, airtimes that they should do in the, you know, whichever awards is being aired. It's almost always from what I've seen an award that's given um, prior to the the airing of the awards ceremony. And I definitely think that they should be as, you know, people. They do that give so much of themselves to each role. I think that it's, uh, you know, performances that do deserve to be recognized on an equal footing to any other actor.
0: Absolutely. Uh, One other thing that I forgot to mention, but that was a fun little uh, call out in, uh, in episode seven, Ludie Lin was there. I'm like, wait, hello. Uh, I was disappointed. And I don't know if I'm ruining anything for anybody, but if you just look on IMDB and you look on how many episodes people are in, Ludy Lin is in one episode I'm like wait you're you're getting Ludy Lin and you're not letting him be Ludi Lin you don't,
1: you don't set up Ludi Lin in the end of That's, the last five minutes of an episode and just have right. him in that one episode
0: yeah I, I me, would he'll be back oh, good I, I feel <laughs> yeah. I feel better so yeah. it's just that the IMDB pro has not been yeah up. the IMDB has,
1: hasn't caught up yeah.
0: yeah the episodes have not aired thank you I feel much better <laughs> about that because Yo. Ludi's awesome, and uh, yeah. you know he was he was great, and unfortunately, they didn't give him enough room in Mortal Kombat uh, to mm-hmm. actually do much uh, this time around. But uh, he's he's great, and he's legit a mm-hmm. uh, martial artist.
1: Yeah, I haven't okay. seen. Uh... Oh, can I say this? No, I can't say that. But there are, <laughs> there are exciting scenes. How can I walk around this? There are exciting moments ahead that I have not been privy to. Uh, I haven't even, because of, um, you know, the pandemic, filming has been uh, under tight regulations. So it's not like, if you're not in a scene, you can't just walk into the studio and watch. You Like, you have to have a reason to be there. Um, and I have never had a reason to be in the same place as Ludie Lin, unfortunately. Um, so I've seen him in passing at the trailers, but I've never had the chance to watch him and kind of, and 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 whoever he is working with, uh, do their thing, and I'm really excited to see that. I'm really excited.
0: Well, we we know we know who he's working with because based on you know uh, who sure. who's in the car at the same moment. Sure, um, but it didn't
1: yeah. it didn't come from me. <laughs> I mean, it's there, but I just very yes. I don't want to say anything.
0: Yeah, and uh, Yvonne, by the way, is a very powerful uh, actress. Uh, yeah, uh, it was it was cool to see her accent is awesome. Uh, it just, it works and adds more power to the character. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that that was a, a really good choice. And, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys said in Buzzfeed that she is unlike, uh, you know, she in real life oh, yeah. is most unlike the character.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's, I think it's a testament to Yvonne's uh, performance that, that I've seen, at least on Twitter, I've seen so much uh, love for Jilan. you yeah. know, she's a hero that you really love to kind of cheer on, even though she's working, she's the complete antithesis of Nikki. Um, I think that that's a really difficult balance to tread as uh, as an actor, and Yvonne does it so well. And I think that's a testament to the support that she has within the kung fu fandom. Is that that she you you don't necessarily love to hate her, but you just you just can't help rooting for her because she's just so cool.
0: Uh, after episode six, for me because mm-hmm. I was conflicted but after episode six where she had a chance to kill Nikki she didn't mm-hmm. uh, I'm like okay there's more happening there I feel better about it yeah <laughs> so that was yeah that was and my
1: progression that scene between uh jilan and Nikki as well yeah. when jilan takes the dagger back is just so uh beautifully crafted yeah. and executed by Liv and, and Yvonne that that was one of my th- I think that was I think that was my favorite moment of episode six actually watching that it, exchange happen because okay. there's that kind of uh jeopardy of 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 having these unbelievably high stakes playing in yeah. a situation where they cannot be uh, they cannot Express. be seen to be observed by anyone else like yeah. like Jin is right over there and Mei Li is right over there and, and this whole thing happens and they The Liv and Yvonne do it so well and it's shot so beautifully with both of them on the same screen and that you, it's just really wonderful composition of uh, film. And and I I, I love that moment.
0: Perfect. Uh, As we wrap up, and again, I know you were, uh, you guys are, uh, season two has been picked up. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, How much do you know of season two? Actually, that is going to lead you down to that path. So I'll ask it (laughs) differently. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. What what would you like to see from Evan in season two? Uh, And hopefully it's not, you know, something that you already read.
1: Well, there's definitely a moment at the end of this season where Evan has a paradigm shift, where his world is put into perspective and I think that what's exciting for me moving on and having spoken with a couple of the producers about it, um, I'm excited for Evan to really find his maturity or find his his darker side because I think that Evan is, is in the stage of life where he's at, he's very um you know uh he sees things in in black and white when life is gray and i think that he's trying to conform these very difficult issues into boxes where they don't fit or they don't belong and i think that the realization that the world is not you know you can have these ideals but if you're the only person who has those ideals you're not going to get anywhere because the world doesn't work like that and I think that the that Evan will start will definitely start to realize this and I'll be interested in season two to see um, how far Evan is willing to go to make positive change in the world that he's in 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 the American uh, you know criminal system
0: yeah um... It's, it's a great show. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy that it's out there um, and <clears throat> the cast is doing a terrific job. I think Liv, mm-hmm. I've seen some of the uh, some of the stuff kind of behind the scenes. Liv <laughs> seems like a riot. I, I would she has the best behind Liv. the
1: scenes stuff. Yeah. yeah, Liv is, yeah, she's definitely a riot. She's also probably the only person that would throw me under the bus for, uh, for farting on set once in front of her. She literally threw me under the bus on on uh, national television for that. Um, but you know, it's natural; it happens. And you know,
0: yeah, no, I, I'm, well, that's once in front of her. How many times did that would be? You know, when she didn't. Notice? I mean, I'm gonna move away.
1: I don't fight in front of people. But if I'm if I'm <laughs> on set for a long time, I'm not gonna hold it in. Like, I will yeah. walk away and do my yeah. business and then come back. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not gonna apologize. It's natural. It's natural, everyone. <laughs> no, okay, that's, that's me great. telling myself that i'm not doing the wrong thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> all you need to do is just record when uh, olivia does it and i'm sure it's going to happen at some point
1: yeah yeah Definitely. i've got some embarrassing footage her. i'm just saving well, it up
0: perfect thank you gavin for uh coming on i really appreciated our, our talk best of luck with the uh show thank uh, you. And I'm very happy that I'm not able to ask a lot of the questions that I want to ask because I don't (laughs) want to ruin anything for myself watching it further. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Alan. It's been a pleasure to be with you.
0: Thank you. And thanks for everybody, uh, to everybody, rather, for uh, joining us in another episode of Let's Dive In. We uh, really hope that you enjoy the show as well. If you have not watched Kung Fu, please click right below the video and go watch it immediately. Take care, everybody.